This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on GreenLivingIdeas.com's Green Talk Radio. As always, this is your show host, Sean Daly, Editor-in-Chief of GreenLivingIdeas.com. And today I'm very proud to have with me Mark Newton, who is the Environmental Policy Manager for Dell. Mark, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You bet. It's our pleasure. Well, Dell is a company that I have personally known for quite a long time. I'm sure everybody out there is very familiar with you as well. Um, My previous incarnation is as an IT and Internet geek. Uh, had a uh, consultancy for many years and uh, wrote for many magazines and books and all kinds of crazy stuff in my, again, my former incarnation. So I'm very familiar with Dell, especially on the technical side and uh, obviously like everybody else, uh, you know, on the consumer side. But uh, it's interesting to have you on the program in talking about sort of helping the world go green. Uh, And I'm actually very excited to have this conversation because one of the things that's been on my mind for a long time, and I think probably has gotten a lot of airplay out there, is the issues with around things like tech recycling. And, you know, obviously there's an energy consumption issue that's been there for a long time and there's been awareness about for a long time. But there's also, uh, so we'll, we'll dive into some of those things. But why don't you, first of all, why don't we just start off by you telling me, uh, you know, about your role at Dell, what you do day to day. Well, I'm on the sustainable business team. Uh, and in our role, uh, uh, our function within the company is to understand issues around uh, responsibility and environmental issues and work with our external stakeholders as well as our internal leadership team uh, to help guide the company in, in the right direction on those areas. Okay. Great. And, and how long have you been with Dell? I've been with Dell four years. When I first came here, I was responsible for uh, environmental uh, from a compliance standpoint. I managed the uh, Worldwide Environmental Affairs Department uh, as part of the product group, so it was product-focused, and uh, and then moved on to this uh, sustainability team, which is more directly related to policy. Okay. So I think just to, to bring everybody up to speed on, on where the industry has gone in regards to all things green, uh, you know, we've all seen Energy Star for a long time now. I, I don't even remember that program came out in the early 90s, I believe. Is that right? It's close to that, it's like 90, 90, 91, somewhere in there. And I'm just curious how things have progressed in the industry in general forward from that. And so maybe you can tell us about some of the things that Dell is doing now, uh, both externally with its products. And, and well, we'll start there with, you know, the, the product side. Sure. Uh, as you say, you know, in a relatively short period of time, information technology has really transformed the world. Um, it's been making it easier to communicate, shop, research, etc. cetera. Uh, on the flip side, it's also created the need for manufacturers to look at uh, the life cycle aspects of the technology that we're creating. So, you know, today's consumer has access to a wealth of information about what is and isn't benefit- beneficial for the environment. Um, but, you know, we encourage customers uh, to take advantage of the latest technology to make informed decisions. Uh, we were an early partner with the Energy Star program uh, when it was first uh, 
getting pulled together, um, and we, we continue to work with them very closely. That's one excellent example of an industry uh, standard that has provided uh, guidance for uh, companies to, to provide the most energy-efficient products. On, on the recycling side, we have the only program that offers worldwide free recycling. And, uh, and that's really something novel, and we're, and we're working with our uh, external stakeholders and our industry partners uh, to try to uh, promote producer responsibility. Mm-hmm. And on the material side, we take a precautionary approach to chemicals management, uh, which means uh, even if the uh, science is not 100% worked out on something, if you have indication to believe that a substance is problematic, then you ought to be taking action ahead of regulation in order to align your business. Right. So I guess just you know, doing a global umbrella of what the issues are, the environmental impact issues with regards to technology uh, and technology equipment, I think we, you know, it starts certainly with energy consumption, and I would, I would presume that you would have you know, uh, the issues with the power supplies, the efficiency of the power supplies in the units, and then you know, the more obvious things things that people run into in their day-to-day use, like screensavers when they come on, uh, when, when computers go to sleep or hibernate or in some way go into a low-power savings mode um, to you know, reduce CPU usage and all of that. You know, stepping beyond that, I think those are the things that most people are probably at least somewhat familiar with. And if you're not, you know, you need to go into your control panel and <laughs> make sure that your computer is going to sleep and all those good things. But going beyond that, you know, w- one of the things that, that I know very well, having been in tech, and I think most people are aware of from a pocketbook's perspective, is there's a big turnover in technology. You know, it's, it, it turns over. It moves very quickly. We've got, you know, Moore's Law of, uh, you know, processor speed doubling. What is it, every two years? Uh, and, you know, so, and that's pretty much held true. For, for most of uh, you know the lifetime of this industry, and so what that brings into play is the issue of uh, this equipment not having a place to go back, and you know without a good good recycling programs in place, where does all this equipment go? And there are issues like lead content in solders and things like this. Can you can you talk a little bit to how Dell is dealing with those issues? Yeah, uh, so th- that's a lot of issues right there. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to overwhelm. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Really, we, we also sort of bucketize this topic into three main areas, which you outlined, um, energy efficiency and its impacts on climate, uh, materials use, uh, and uh, issues around restricted materials as well as materials utilization, and, uh, and then the third being end-of-life issues and, and, uh, and recycling. And so Dell has uh, robust programs uh, within each of those areas. Um, I think it's extremely important for companies to have a, an, a comprehensive approach, as you mentioned, to uh, across uh, all of these topics rather than just focus on one area. Uh, so you mentioned energy efficiency. Uh, Dell's Energy Smart programs uh, are an augment to the Energy Star programs, uh, allows us to provide uh, both product and services to our customers to maximize energy efficiency. Uh, and, and it's a nice program that sort of fits uh, uh, the gap in between uh, Energy Star and, and, and products where, uh, where typically energy efficiency is not even considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, the, on the material side, obviously, uh, the Ross Directive has come in 
and uh, and transform the industry with respect to uh, a, a series of substances uh, which are now prohibited in products in the European Union. And of course, Dell uh, has uh, has met that requirement, but also has extended it worldwide. And that's important. Uh, Dell has a, a global approach to compliance, and uh, and and does that across uh, its product line both uh, in terms of products as well as uh, and geography. Mm-hmm. And then uh, recycling, as I mentioned, uh, is, is a very important aspect, um, both the collection and the disposition. Uh, Dell, as I said, has the only free uh, consumer worldwide program. Uh, so anywhere you buy a Dell, you, you ought to be able to recycle it, we feel. And, uh, and recycling ought to be as easy as purchase. And, uh, and, and once we get back the product, it's very important that, uh, that we be transparent and, uh, and robust with our programs and, and, re- and recycle responsibly. We have programs uh, to uh, recycle as well as uh, donate working equipment. And, uh, and, and obviously, we want to try to uh, maximize uh, the, the, uh, the utilization of returned equipment as much as possible, but where we do have to recycle, we make sure that we do it responsibly and, and audit our partners down to final disposition. So you're in a position where, so for example, I've got some old, let's just say, for example, uh, I've got some old, you know, 486 or, you know, Pentium 2 machine that's just not doing, or even Pentium 3, <laughs> that's not doing me any good anymore, and I bring it back uh, to, where can I bring that machine to give it back to Dell? Now that's a great question. Uh, you, can, you can log on to Dell.com and go to our recycling page and uh, just request a shipping bill uh, that will come to your house. Um, you find a box, put your product in the box, and we'll come pick it up and, and take care of it for you. You don't have to have purchased a Dell for that. Uh, if, if, for instance, uh, you've, don- you've, uh, you've donated your, your system to, to uh, a nephew and, uh, and he doesn't have the original receipts or anything like that, he can still, when he's done with it, recycle it. Right, or a school. or That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, addition- additionally, if you did purchase a Dell, uh, we'll also recycle any other manufacturer's brand for free. Hmm. Now, that's interesting. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, because I mean, you know, that's one of those things where you just look, you look, and you you look. If you have ever opened up one of these computers and you see, you know, there's the motherboard and all these things, and you're just wondering, like, how how can you actually take that stuff and then you know reuse it? But it sounds like you guys have the facilities to do that. And, well, we work with partners that are able to do that. I see. Uh, and and so it's interesting, actually. Many folks want to have their product. Um, Donated, they'd like to see it go to a charity, mm-hmm. uh, to to youth groups or other nonprofits, and uh, and so we we provide opportunities uh, through the National Christina Foundation for that. Uh, in addition, uh, besides sending your product directly back to Dell, we've developed a partnership with Goodwill in many areas. I think we're up to eighteen or nineteen. Uh, regions now in the United States, and we're looking to expand this even further, where we have a very uh, synergistic program with uh, Goodwill called the Reconnect program. And basically, uh, you can bring your product back to any Goodwill in the region that we have this uh, relationship, and uh, they will utilize our uh, infrastructure and and auditing and and uh, and downstream disposition requirements, but you gain the advantage of having uh, a local place to be able to bring back your equipment the same way you would bring back your clothes or anything like that, mm-hmm. and uh, it resonates well with customers who are used to donating through that channel. I see. And and what region is that that's applicable in? Uh, I can get back to you on some of the details of that, but okay. uh, we have it here in the Austin area. We have a uh, um, we have some in California. We've got we're kicking one off in uh, in 
in the Northeast, uh, and we have several other locations. Um, I believe if you go to Dell.com Recycling, you'll be able to find all the information on our recycling. Okay, well, that's perfect. That's that's all I really need for for the audience to know where to go. So that's perfect. Great. Um, so, are, are there any other issues? I mean, environmental impact. We've we've touched on a few here. Um, you know, uh, well, and actually, I want to just highlight one thing you said, which I think is really important for people to hear is that it really this kind of equipment needs to go cycle into stay in use as long as possible and then before it goes into the recycling. So if you have, even if you're like me, <laughs> you tend to be a little bit of a speed snob when it comes to, comes to computers. I, I, I recycle down through the office to, to you know, uh, wife, bookkeeper, uh, other employees, whoever I can, you know, and, uh, and get whatever I'm satisfied with, which, which, which as an IT geek tends to be a little bit faster than what most people have a tolerance for. But... Um, you know, from there, when you're saying sort of I'm done with it, then I think it makes a lot of sense to then move it out to to markets like schools or or anybody who's going to be very happy to receive that equipment and it's still plenty fast for their purposes. That's right, and and, and making it uh, available to those folks without the, you know need for them to show their receipts provides us an opportunity to recycle them when they're done with even those applications. Right, well, and that's great that, that that flexibility exists. So so good. Well, are there so now I know that there's a, I think you pronounced it it's Rojas. The, the European standard. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So the Rojas. It seems like, uh, like many things, Europe tends to be ahead of us in terms of things about environmental impact because uh, they've been sort of forced into that a long time before we, or, or just for whatever reason, became sort of more aware um, and, and proactive uh, on these measures before the United States, and we're sort of playing catch-up ball. So the I know the Rojas program is, has been, you know, sort of leading this drive, and that that I know California has has something. Uh, I think it's SB20 that's their own implementation of you know meeting those those European standards. Um, how is that? Uh, specifically affecting Dell, and you know, what, is there anything more you can tell us about uh, that? Uh, you know, in terms of the United States, are we going to go Rojas for the entire United States at some point, uh, other than just these islands, or is that already happening? I think you're starting to see it happen. Uh, we already have some uh, adoption of Rojas-type requirements in several states, particularly California, where you mentioned uh, HB20, uh, uh, where or SB20, where uh, that actually was a requirement uh, prior to to Rojas. Um, and it wasn't re- necessarily a restriction requirement as much as a disclosure requirement mm-hmm. on what they determined to be restricted substances. Um, Dell has aggressive programs in place to minimize our environmental impact throughout the design of our products, and it's important to note that we recognize a precautionary approach to material selection through our chemical use policy. And we have a, we have a broad stakeholder group uh, that we engage with, they're made up with of uh, NGOs, uh, regulators, customers, uh, and, uh, and investors uh, that help, help us really uh, and guide us to some of the things that are coming down the pipe. And, uh, and that's really important um, because it's important to stay ahead of these things. It can be very expensive if you wait for compliance. Uh, we've been actively eliminating the use of brominated flame retardants, for instance, um, beginning in 96, um, ahead of legislation. And, and we've made public commitments to eliminate the use of all brominated flame retardants, all, all remaining applications and PVC. Can you say that again? By, by I, I missed that. The, it was, uh, what, what kind of anti-retardants? Oh, I'm sorry, brominated flame retardants? Oh, flame retardants? Okay. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, so that's an example of a precautionary approach that we're taking to chemicals. Okay. Yeah, because that's certainly uh, that's certainly a strong issue is the leaching of these kinds of chemicals into the soils. 
Uh, we also work with industry groups, and we found them to be extremely helpful. Uh, industry groups like uh, the International uh, Electronics Manufacturing Initiative, that, uh, known as INEMI, um, HDPUG, which is the High Density Packaging Users Group. Uh, these are these are consortia that companies uh, in the IT sector and the electronics sector in general will join to to try to solve some of these issues associated with new materials, new manufacturing processes associated with those materials and standards uh, to be able to uh, to utilize these things uh, effectively and establish markets. And so we work through these organizations uh, in order to. Uh, enable the technology. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems that Dell has been really making some strides to be, and, and this is a, a term that's been coined elsewhere uh, from our site, but I love it, is, you know, really Dell's trying to become the brand for eco-geeks, which is a, a sort of a new, a new buzzword out there for people that are, you know, that are into technology, but also are environmentally conscious. H- how would you characterize Dell versus its competitors, and, in, in, you know, do you consider yourselves ahead in that game, and, and if so, how so? Well, I think our I think our reputation uh, is is built upon just steady action and sort of catching up with us. Uh, we, we've been working in this area for quite some time. We really haven't been waving the green flag per se, um, but but we are consistently delivering, as I said, across uh, the product lines um, and across the product life cycle uh, with respect to um, a comprehensive approach to uh, environmental attributes. Mm -hmm. Additionally, uh, Dell is particularly advantaged because of the direct model. And that's really important to to note as well by the the fact that that we are not dependent upon uh, retail uh, or or distribution hubs uh, that are supporting retail we're able to be much more efficient in the way that we are uh, delivering product, and there's an environmental benefit to that as that, well. That's very true. That's a good point, and it's, it's much like it's akin to telecommuting, where you know you have fewer moving parts. I mean, literally in that case, uh, moving your car down the road, and, and in this case, you know that that's true that that direct model does actually support that. Uh, there's uh, there are fewer middlemen and such in between that are all creating more impact. Very interesting. Um, so I guess another question I would have for you, just slightly switching topics, would be what Dell is doing internally as a company. You know, So we've talked a lot about the, the product side and, and all that's very, very interesting and informative to, I think, for our audience who's trying to go greener and in terms of their technology equipment. What about Dell internally? What's it like to be in Dell these days with regards to environmental consciousness of the company itself? Right. Uh, well, it's uh, it's it's very important to us internally, uh, and and one of the things to, to provide an example is is the way that we are incorporating uh, requirements on environmental performance within our our normal uh, uh, business operations. So having specifications, uh, having procurement requirements. Uh, and having um, uh, uh, review uh, of these issues and our performance levels uh, of these issues uh, reviewed on a regular basis um, throughout the company and all the way up to the executive uh, team and the and the board uh, is is uh, indic- indicative of the fact that these issues are extremely integral to Dell and part of the normal way that we're doing business. An example of that is energy efficiency, for instance. Um, I would have to say that that probably not more than, than three years ago or so, except for specific configurations that we wanted to uh, you know promote as a, either energy star compliant or, or or compliant to some eco label, 
uh, Dell made a conscious decision to begin to uh, uh, incorporate energy efficiency among the top-line items that we would uh, consider when we're designing a product. So right up there with safety and performance and, and cost and, and all these other things uh, is energy efficiency. And, and, and that's real reflection on the commitment that we have internally. So, Mark, tell me about, I saw on the website a Plant a Tree for Me program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. That's been a great educational tool uh, for us to try to get the word out to our customers around what they can do uh, to offset the carbon emissions associated with the use of their product. Uh, in January 2007, we became the first global technology company to let customers offset the emissions associated with the electricity uh, uh, use of their computers. And we did that by partnering with two nonprofits, the Conservation Fund and CarbonFund.org, to launch our Plant a Tree for Me program. Uh, the program is, is now available to any business or customer in the U.S. with no purchase required. Uh, essentially, you go to www.dell.com forward slash planetree, and it'll allow you to uh, make a donation, a small donation, uh, $2 for a notebook, $6 for a desktop, and, uh, and you can do that either with purchase as part of the purchase path when you're configuring the product or without purchase. Uh, and, and on the without a purchase path, you can also offset a number of other products that we offer. Fantastic. Well, great. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience today about anything else that uh, Dell is doing in terms of green or websites or, or anything like that? I, I know there's a site that I, I was sent by my associate, which was a Dell Earth. Is there anything that you can tell us about that site? Right. We do have a, a general landing place, uh, which is a great resource to come to, uh, called uh, uh, Dell Earth. So you can get there with uh, www.dell.com Earth. And forward slash earth and and that's a good place to go to just get a sense of the breadth of the programs that we have and and then be and and then it's a landing place a place for you to be able to get more information uh, in addition to that we have uh, forums uh, that that are available for for people to come on in and uh, and express their views uh, one is the uh, Dell idea storm which is a uh, an online community forum that lets customers share ideas and and the other is the direct to Dell blog, and uh, and and this is a, also a great place to come in and uh, get involved in conversations that are going on around the environmental topic. Great. Do you happen to have uh, URLs off the top of your head on either or both of those? I I believe uh, both of them can be found very easily at, at www.ideastorm one word dot com, and the other is uh, www.direct number two d e l l dot com. Great. Well, my guest today has been Mark Newton, Environmental Policy Manager of Dell. I want to thank you for being on the program with us today. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks very much, Sean. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.